You're listening to Living a Vintage Life by Retro Chalet. Thanks for joining. Here's your host, Cindy Fanastock Schaefer. Okay, guys, before we get to my guest today, I wanted to explain to you, she is not a paid shop. She didn't pay me to mention her. I actually put out a call that I wanted to talk to Etsy sellers, and she answered that call, and her story is just simply amazing. I've been on Etsy a long time. I've written a lot of guides on how to sell on Etsy online, and her story is the story that I want you to hear. It's about someone who opened an Etsy shop, wasn't doing so hot, but she listened to to her customers, she put her heart in it, and she didn't give up. That's what Etsy's all about. You can turn your dream and your passion into a successful business using your creativity, your hope, and your aspirations. So without further ado, let's have a talk with Nadua at Paper Flow Design. She has a Paper Flow Design Etsy shop as well as her own online course to teach others how to do what she's doing. Now that's also amazing because I don't think her course is that expensive for the information that you get. It's a wonderful thing to learn what somebody else has been successful doing and how to do it yourself. Uh, and this is actually a great thing for anyone who's trying to break in to the art world or to the Etsy world. So listen up, folks. Here she comes. You are listening to the Living a Vintage Life Podcast. Living a Vintage Life Podcast. Hey guys, I have a special guest for you today. We have Nadawa with Paper Flow Design. Say hi. Hi, Cindy. Hi, everyone. Well, I am so excited to have her as a guest on my show today because she is the classic example of what I believe that anyone can be on Etsy if they put their heart into it. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about you, your shop, and your Etsy story? Sure. Well, my shop is um, Paperflow Designs, um, and I sell digital graphics, otherwise known as SVGs. And I didn't start out selling SVGs, actually. I started out just selling clip art. And people might be like, what is that? Sounds like the same thing. It's just one format file and, uh, and the other one's a different one. So uh, crafters buy my products and they make things out of them. Like they put them on T-shirts, on mugs, on cups, um, all kinds of things like that. And they use like these cutting machines to do that. Um, I've been selling on there for about ooh, since 2017 is when I opened my shop. And I'm still going strong. Okay, so just to recap, you sell something called an SVG file, which uh, is something that crafters can maybe like use compatible with what we have here as a Cricut machine. Um, and what far as like cutting vinyl to like put on shirts, I mean, what, what kind of things can they use this for? They can use, like you mentioned, vinyl. They can use glass. You can cut wood. You can cut acrylic. You can cut all kinds of like, you know, craft materials on these Cricut machines and um, use them for like, you know, decorative things in your house. Like I mentioned, coasters, um, mostly like clothing. But at least the people who buy it from me, they use it for like for clothing and things. So they make like baby clothes, decorations for birthday parties. So yeah, just cutting like, you know, materials that you would find in like 
Michaels and, you know, those kind of craft stores, like, you know, another final product. Right. And this is awesome. My friend actually is really high up in one of our local chain uh, craft stores. And he said that the cricket things are through the roof right now. Um, I guess because in the past, if you wanted to order, you know, vinyl decals for your car, for a t-shirt or whatever, you would have to special order them. Now you can literally make them yourself. It's a whole new thing. I see people are taking Starbucks cups and transforming them into like the class of 2022 cups. So your designs are very vintage-y. So, like, tell us what possessed you to come out with these styles. What is your story with them? My story is actually, like, I got started because my son, um, I live here in in France. I live in the south of France, even though I have this American accent. I'm an expat. Um, (laughs) And every year in February, they have a carnival. So it's like a thing where, like, think of, like, Halloween, when the kids get dressed up and they have, like, a parade at school. So he told one of his friends that he wanted to be Batman. And his friend was like, "Uh, you can't be Batman. Batman's not black. And so I went in, and I'm like, you can be whatever you want to be. Exactly. I went to the, the store. I got some felt. I cut him a mask, I made him a cape, and he went as Batman, and he was really excited. But the way this wraps up into my story was because I was just thinking, like, his friend just, you know, it wasn't like he was trying to be mean. He just didn't see any, you know, superheroes that looked like my son. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, I can do something to kind of help change that because I draw, but I wasn't doing anything with my skills. So I just started drawing um, characters that were you know, multi-ethnic, mostly black characters, just to put them out there. And I put them on my Instagram page and people started asking me like, oh, can you draw this for me? Like, can you draw like you know, Michelle Obama for me? Can you do this for me? And I'm like, uh, I was scared at first. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, but I just noticed that like that classic regular family things that people wanted, they were like, oh, I want to make something for my grandmother for, you know, uh, her birthday or something like that. I don't find any images that look like my grandma. Can you help me out? And that's, that's really, that's how I got started doing that. So you really didn't know you were such a great artist until people started telling you this, correct? I mean, you are. You are a wonderful artist. When I look at your designs, they are just awesome. They're very vintage style, very Austin Powers, very much full of love. And I think you hit the nail on the head with anybody out there can be anything they want to be. And it's important that we change that. Yeah, I just I just think it also just encourages people, too, because, you know, we all have hidden talents and we are probably like you know afraid to to show the rest of the world that um and so when i finally got over that that hump that fear and i put that out there and i i was so surprised that somebody reached out to me and then i thought okay this guy wants this design for me how can i sell it to him Etsy. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you selected Etsy, you know, and this is a prime story that a lot of people just list a bunch of things and it doesn't work for them. Like you said, you started selling clip art at first, but then you morphed into these awesome designs where people can either use for their self uh, or they can buy, uh, quote unquote, your commercial license and and use this. You're, you could be the middleman per se. Uh, and then. Yes. So I offer the commercial license with my design. So in the beginning, I didn't really understand. And I just had to do like a lot of research. Um, Pretty much everything on Etsy was like, you know, diving in and just reading up on it. But I do offer the commercial license with each of my designs. That's great. So someone can buy one of your very vintage designs and say maybe uh, cricket it out on a, a baby doll, you know, baby doll top and go to a craft fair and sell your tops. Basically, if they pay for the commercial license. And so that is a win-win because not all of us are great artists, but we might love your designs. 
Exactly. And since you mentioned the the commercial, I don't know if you went on the commercial. I wanted to say the ventures, the ventures uh, side of it. Um, I don't know why I can get into this right now. Um, at, in the beginning, I didn't know like the difference between things that were trademark, things that you were allowed to sell, right. things that you weren't allowed to sell. So I had some, you know, like vintage, like um, I don't want to say the name, but just like old classic cartoon um, that were very well known, very popular, and I was. You know, just like redrawing it in my style and selling it right. in my shop. Right. But it was clear that you could see that this is what the design was. But yes. I had no idea that you're not really supposed to do things like that. Yeah. There, are, there is like a whole category. It is. It's, like, um, yeah. It's tough. It's tough. And it's it's real tough. It's tough. Uh, for instance, like I play a, a game on PlayStation, right? Like Elder Scrolls. And there's all kinds of artists on Etsy selling Elder Scrolls props. Um, so here they're selling the likeness of the actual game. Now the game embraces that and doesn't come after them. Uh, but any other company might very well come after you for selling something that's not a quote unquote officially licensed product. And a lot of times you need proper licensing from them. You have to pay a fee in order to be a reseller. Um, but you know, it's a fine line between your artistic take on something, you know, yeah, there's there's also there's there's fan art that people do. Right. There's some you know celebrities and groups and and maybe like old bands that they don't mind you doing that, but it's like you said, it's a fine line. You have to know like which if you know if, if you're allowed to do that, <laughs> if you're right. not allowed to do that. And now I just kind of do original I stuff. Say on the other side. <laughs> do <laughs> so, original. So now you stay original, and if people want to use your design, they simply pay you for it, and that is a win-win. Um, you know, but it, yeah. it's hard because sometimes you're inspired by things in life. You're inspired by the cartoons you remember or the people that you admire, and it might inspire your design. So it, it's a real tough world in the art world trying to stay on the up and up. And and when you're not sure, you can always write the company and say, hey, I, I'm trying to do a likeness thing. And does this step on anybody's toes? A lot of times I've gotten into that with companies because I actually own a trademark. And it's a pain because everybody's out there using it. So it's it's ridiculous. But um, so your classic example is almost like an Etsy quit your day job, maybe, because not only now are you doing the designs uh, for for personal use, for craft use or commercial use, but you're also teaching people how to do this. Right. I mean, or, or tell us about that. Yeah, I have a course, uh, an online course. So it's like step-by-step video course that teaches people how to draw SVG designs um, of their own. So in it, like I walk them through the software that I use, the tools that I use, and I have like um, lessons set up to go, you know, cover how to use all of the tools, how to save them, how to upload them to Cricut, and also just like lessons on what's safe to use, what's not safe to use in terms of like a little bit of copyright, um, uh, a little bit of like how to, you know, get your things up on Etsy to sell them as well. Well, this is great. This is great because you are established, you've walked through, you've made the mistakes, you know what works, you know what doesn't, and now you're sharing that knowledge with other people. And so they can sign up for this course and they can go at their own pace since it's videos, right? Yes, exactly. 
Awesome. Well, I think this is great stuff. And I really love your shop because it's very vintage inspired and you're doing what you love and you didn't give up when you hit a few little hurdles or you had to change, you know, what you were doing into a different format, let's say, um, because there's a big difference between clip art and uh, SVG file for a Cricut. So, you know, to me, this is a, a huge thing to be in and, and you're willing to teach other people your secrets, which is is awesome. I think that's great because there's a lot of stay-at-home moms out there who have art skills and they're not even using them uh, or, or guys for that example. Anyone, anyone that has an art skill and, and is good at it and doesn't know what to do with it. I mean, you know, using a design for a t-shirt is huge now. It's huge. Definitely. And I have even lots of people who come to me and they say, oh, I'm not really artistic, but I do like making things like, is this, you know, is this something that I can get into? And I'm like, definitely, because there's, there's like a huge spectrum. You could just be making text designs, too, and just like using really pretty fonts and the way that you write it in your handwriting style and adding like little different pieces of, you know, graphics to it and to something that's like really detailed, maybe like multi-layered designs that have a lot of detail in them. So there's like a huge huge gamut to run you don't necessarily have to be you know the most artsy person to get into this now your designs, uh, I'm really going to show my age here. Your designs, I grew up in the 70s, and your designs are things that I saw, uh, you know, people, people I saw in the 70s, the style. And it just takes me back to my childhood, some of my best memories. It was a different world. Everybody was so sweet and nice. And, you know, they didn't run you off the road back then. They let you get over. You know, it's like it's a different world now. But, you know, it's very vintage style. And I absolutely love it. It takes me back back in time. And so what and what was your inspiration for these vintage style? I want to say like Austin Powers style designs. Um, I just like mostly like family, classic family images. That's what people were, were asking for. And I think at first, like when I was doing the clip art, I was thinking, okay, I'll, I'll do what I want to do and like making, you know, just something completely different, like off the wall kind of like fantasy things. And that's not what people were looking for. At least not the people who were sending me questions in my Etsy combos. They were saying like, you know, hey, I want to do something of like, you know, two little girls or like a brother and a sister or for like an anniversary, a wedding anniversary. Can you just like, you know, make a couple that's like, you know, the two of them, like a little heart shape or something like that. Just hmm. really like. Sounds like some of this came from customer request and then it got you thinking, oh, okay, this is one that they want to see more of and maybe I should make more of this or maybe I should make more of that. So your store is very customer driven. It looks like you have a lot of repeat customers. You have a lot of sales. So tell um, tell us, what are your favorite, I, I know this is going to be hard, but what are your favorite designs that you have right now listed in, in your Etsy shop? Like, tell us about your top design that you love. That uh, you're, I think one of my favorite, I don't know if it's necessarily the bestseller. It's not my favorite. It isn't necessarily the bestseller, but it's my favorite because um, a customer bought, it was like a picture of, um, of like a, a silhouette image of a little boy, a little baby. He's got a pacifier and he's got like a head full of like curly Afro hair. And the customer, when they bought it, they just uh, sent me feedback and they said, oh, I, I've been looking for something that looks like my son for a long time. And this actually looks like his hair. Thank you so much. I've been looking for something like this and I haven't found it yet. And it just it just makes you feel good when you're yeah. like, OK, I act, you, you make something and someone else appreciates it. And they tell you that it's like, 
it just lights up your whole day. Exactly. And, and you know, that's the thing. When you put your heart in it and you make somebody's day and you make them happy, then I'm sure they're going to shop with you again and again. And I think this is so great. This is so great to teach people how to do their side hustle, how to make a little money on Etsy. And I've been saying for years, Etsy is is a win-win because it's a, it's a low listing fee and the fees aren't that bad uh, compared to a lot of online, you know, shops and stores. So it's a great way to try to get into something. So tell us now, you said you used to live in the USA. Now you're in France, and there's Carnival over there. Tell us what uh, some vintage-style French antiques are, because, you know, that's that's very big over here. The whole Paris shabby chic is still going strong. It's in the craft stores right now. My friend just told me a lot of uh, styling is going to be, like, shabby, wooden, French-style art, uh, you know, like the Eiffel Tower. Everything is very... We still have a huge, huge focus on French antiques over here. And and I don't know, like, a lot of our stuff is fueled by that. And, and you know, Paris, we think Paris, romance, you know. So so tell me, how is it living in France? Um, It's great. I do see a lot of that old style. I, one thing I do see a lot of is those, those big postcards. That's still really popular, like... um especially since I live here in the south of France, you'll see vintage postcards of, like, the seaside of Cannes, um, of Nice, um, the, the film festival. So it's, like, 1920s vintage style. Um, yeah, that 1920s era uh, style drawing. Um, and you'll see a lot of that on postcards and, um, like, little souvenir things, like uh, trays. And we have tons and tons of thrift stores here wow i need to come there (laughs) i need to come shopping (laughs) i need a boat to send it back family and friends come they're always like let's go can i go i've been looking for like a certain my cousin came and she was looking for a vintage style carafe from um what is that um it's a pastis drink it's like a a liquor drink i don't know if you know that but she is it's like a it's a french brand and she just like had this specific thing in mind. She's like, okay, I want their little like it's a water holder, and it has the glasses, and it has the brand of the of the the liquor on it, and it's um it's like from the fifties. And we were able to go to the to the shop, and they were like, wow. oh, yeah, we have plenty of stuff like that. Wow! So they so, have a lot of antiques. They covet their antiques. They don't destroy them, and that that's that's a whole oh, point wow. of my podcast is trying to save love and keep pieces of history. And you know what you're doing is you're taking history and remaking it into something modern that people can use in their everyday life. And I love that. And I love the fact that you can live overseas, have SVG files that you can sell in your Etsy shop. People just download it. You're pretty much out of the picture at that point. And this is something anyone can do. You know, anyone can do. You can live in Canada and do this. You can live in another country and do this. And this is great. This is great information. So is there anything else you want to tell anyone out there? Give them some advice if they're frustrated with their Etsy shop or or what what would be your heartfelt advice to them i would say first you know give it a try listen to your customer feedback even if you just have like one or two people in your you know your messages saying like oh i'm looking for this take that advice and heed it and maybe that'll lend you to tweak something that could really like change the the course of your shop. So definitely listen to the customer feedback and don't give up because it was slow goings for me in the beginning. I listened to my customer feedback. I took that and I kind of changed the course of my shop and it just like turned around for me. 
That's wonderful feedback because you may really enjoy making something that isn't really a big seller, but your customer is looking for a different style. Now, it might be outside of your comfort zone. This is a style you wouldn't personally decide to do, but then you start making it. Now you're driving more customers to your store because you're doing what the masses want. Then they're finding that style you love and you made to start with, and now they're buying that too. So so this is very good feedback. Um, so hopefully everyone out there is definitely Definitely listening to the customer, hands-on customer service is number one. It's super important on Etsy, um, you know. And and uh, do you find that a lot of your customers come back again and again? I was actually looking at your feedback. It's absolutely wonderful. Some of the you can go to her feedback and look at the pictures of some of the things they've made with her uh, with her SVG files. It's awesome. Do you find a lot of repeat? I do find I get um, a lot of uh, repeat customers because they'll find something that they like. And they know that I'm making a quality product because the thing is like, it's a digital product. They're going to use it to make something else. So you don't want to like have the hassle of buying something. And then you're like, Oh, this doesn't work. It's not quite what I wanted. And if they found something that they like that works well, it's good quality. Then they're going to come back and, you know, buy again. That's awesome. I'm going to definitely put links to your shop and to your video course in the, um, the, at the, uh, show notes. Um, but do you want to shout out to the websites now? Like what do they type into Etsy to find you? Sure. Just type in paper flow design and that is P A P E R F L O design. And then you'll find me. Okay. And what about if they want to take your online course or learn more about that? What's the, what is the website they go to? The website is also, it's Paperflow Designs, with an S on the end, of designs.com. So I just try to make it all easy, <laughs> keep everything uh, unified. There you go. And just so people know, this is not a sponsored post or paid interview. I was actually looking for Etsy people to interview. And when Nadawa contacted me, I was so happy when I looked at her shop um, because it is right along the lines of what I truly believe that anyone can excel on Etsy. It's all about, you know, believing in yourself, listening to your customer and really trying to put your heart in it and do what you love and and make a go of it. Right. Exactly. And you're the classic example. I was honored to talk to you on my podcast today. Thank you so much. Okay, and I'm back to talk to you a little bit about that. Wow, I really enjoyed talking to her, and I wanted to talk about a few takeaway points here. After I actually listened to the podcast we did, um, I thought about a few side notes. First of all, Um, don't ever let anybody tell you, you can't be something. You know, somebody told her son that because he was black, he couldn't be Batman. Oh, no, no, no. That is not the world in which we live. We live in a world where anybody can be anything. You can be black and be Batman and you can be white and be Darth Vader. So at this point in time, I want to tell you guys, never give up on your hopes and dreams. But a key example here is Throughout my life, when people have told me, you can't do this, you're not smart enough to do this, or you won't be able to do this, you know what I did? I did it, I did it well, and I did it better than they ever thought. So sometimes when people tell us we can't do something, we should take that drive and ambition to do something better. Another point I wanted to talk about, which I love, is the fact that she explains that in France, postcards are still a thing. Um, You know, French postcards uh, are just so romantic. I've had tons in my Etsy store, and I've sold most all of them. Um, Basically, 
I want to say late in the 1800s, late 1800s, um, they started making postcards. And at the time, everyone wanted to go to France. France was a beautiful, romantic place, as it still is today. Uh, and it was, you know, the height of the art world. You may be strolling in France and see the beautiful uh you know, waterways flowing beneath you and people painting pictures uh, right there in front of you and, you know, uh, just a romantic place. And the one thing you wanted to do is stop at the small souvenir shop or the man on the corner selling souvenirs in his little booth. And you wanted to let your family know how much fun you had. And you would do that by buying a postcard. As well, you could buy something called like a little souvenir book. And what it had was rip out postcards. So they were like, they were attached in their perforated style postcards. You could either use this as a photo book, like a souvenir book to show everybody about your travels um, to Paris or to France, or you could simply rip them out and send them being postcards. I would assume that there were billions of postcards in existence from France uh, back since the 1800s. But over time, these have gotten rarer and rarer to find the original French postcards. You will mainly see French postcards depicting places, uh, buildings, sculptures, um, you know, and famous places. It's very, very rare to find French Valentine's Day postcards. That was a very uh, coveted style postcard, and basically very few are left floating around. Mainly what I see is a lot of visual uh, pictures as far as the building, the city, the scenery, and all of that over time, remember, has changed and grown. So sometimes you will find uh, vintage French postcards written in French on the back, and it's simply romantic to still read what they had to say to each other. Um, I personally think that a lot of these postcards, you know, got collected up and repurposed into scrapbooking, um, you know, or, or destroyed from sitting around so long and not being properly stored. Perhaps they became brittle sitting in an attic, or perhaps they got water damage sitting in a basement. But Otherwise known as the wonderful world of collecting postcards, which is an altogether different podcast, I'm glad to know that French postcards are still a thing. Don't forget, I'll put links to Nadawa's shop in my show notes on this episode, or you can go to my Etsy shop and look up my public favorites. You'll see a board attributed to Paper Flow Design, and you'll see all of my top 12 favorite items out of her shop. Thanks for listening. See you next time.